Ah, that was <laughs> lovely. Welcome to, to the, the Abraham Abraham podcast. A podcast. How was your break? Yeah, it was all right. Now, before we go on, we didn't get another pastor of a Pentecostal church this week. No. But to make up for the loss of our friend Andrew, we didn't die. <laughs> we have not one, not two, but three people, extra people on this podcast Dare today. Dare you say it? Best episode. Is this going to be? A, I think it might be. At least in terms of people on the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's true. Let's introduce an old friend of the podcast. We got Dick from Fernando Investing. Hey guys, nice to be back. Hey, bra. Uh, we've also got Pat Cook here, Mars's brother. Oh, I used his last name. <laughs> oh, say hello, Pat. Hey, how's it going? No, you didn't say it properly. Oh, what what did I say? Abra? Abra. Thank you. And we got Antonio. Say good day, Antonio. Abra. Hey, all right. It's been a big week. It, it has been a big week. What it, have you been up to? Holy shit. I, I watched all of Bernie Sanders' live stream last night at about 2 a.m. Fuck Trump. Let's start with that. So it's a common theme Before lately. Before we get to that, uh, why is it called the Abra Podcast? Uh, you two do it together and I'll do it. Okay. One, two, three. Abra! Oh, wow. The crowd really got involved <laughs> in that one. Huh. So, we got some big topics. We got a lot of shit to talk about today. I got a piece. Mac has got a piece. Yep. Richard's a piece of work. Pat's got a piece. And Antonio's got a piece on Dracula, I believe. He's given the nod. Yep. And Pat's got a piece on... The Armenian Genocide. Ooh. Keeping it light. Keeping it Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your piece, Mars? Do you want me to do mine? No, you do your for, yours first. Well, mine's, mine's pretty... Sh- I had a new story. Uh, this comes from... Uh, the Iranian military proposes Ooh. a video game in which it saves George Floyd's life. What? What's the purpose? Hang on. We can't. Tonyo's <laughs> talking. We can't hear a thing he's saying. The listeners. So if you want the mic, tap tap Macca. <laughs> so uh, the Iranian military, in in their uh, way of combating like the the U.S. propaganda machine of like Call of Duty and things like that, they've proposed that they create a new video game that will be coming uh, to mobile phones and computers. Yeah, right. Where you play as the uh, Iranian uh, royal guard. And you go to America and save George Floyd. But that's not that's not real America because they hate black people there. Why would they save George Floyd? No, this is that is, the point? This is the Iranian army going into America to, I, I, assuming, fight against the American police to oh, right. save George Floyd's Shit. life. Shit. Oh, I think Antonio's got a point. Antonio, grab the mic. I think what he's trying to get at... I think what he's trying to get at is that... So what? Yeah, they're trying to see what would the world have be. What would the world be like if George Floyd had not have died? Kind of thing. I feel like that's what they're trying to achieve. With oh, okay. And it's trying to paint America in a worse a light. light. Yeah. You know, before we keep doing that mic switch, do you want to just sit there or move your chair closer? Oh, yeah. Oh, the mic's the the cable's not long enough. Hey, bra. Hey, bra. <laughs> um. Okay, so there's a propaganda piece from the Iranian government or military. Well, the, yeah, the the military. Which is are they independent from the government? No, I don't know what's going on there. No. Oh no. Oh, what they, military is independent independent from their government? Well, when the military takes over the government, I assume there's some sort of independent. Well, they would definitely not be independent then. Who the military? Yeah. 
If they're taking over the government. Well, they're independent from the government. I mean... What was that, Pat? Then they are the government. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We're going to move on. I'm going to disregard all your points. <laughs> Sorry. That's just your been opinions. A, that's just opinion. Yeah, that's an opinion, though, your fact. I'm yeah. not going to listen to that. <laughs> oh. oh, it started. It's heated. It's heated. It's been an intense week, to be fair. Uh, Trump has denied or not committed to a peaceful transfer of power if it happens. Sorry, if we could just go back to the Iran- Iranian oh, yeah. piece. Go just, on. Um, so, yeah, so there is um, an article where the Ila- Iranian military is responsible for the protection of the Iranian government. So they're kind of, they're not independent of each other. Oh, they okay. Just, they rely on each other. Is it the same as us here? Gov- yeah, like any other government. Yeah, more or less. Okay. The same as any other government. Okay. What was that, Antonio? They're nothing special. Okay. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, so, all right. Do you have any extensions on that? No, it's pretty much the the whole whole bit. All that's right. pretty much all that's come out. Anything this week in politics you got for us? Well, we'll, we'll get on to Trump stuff. Oh, oh, we are going. I think you were you were going. How about Australian politics? No one cares about it. It's just boring. And, and, and all we At do the is... moment, yeah. Oh, Patrick's got something. I know, oh, it was more last week, but the New South Wales government nearly imploded, but it wasn't really reported because it didn't favour Murdoch press. That's true. Liberals can do no wrong, as we know. That's it. According to our, what is it, mainstream media, would you say Murdoch is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mainstream. All right. What, what actually happened there? I didn't really follow it too closely. Uh, to be honest, it's not that interesting, but basically John Barillaro, who is the leader of the Nationals, who is in co- coalition with the Liberal government, uh, went to the media and said he would no longer vote with the Liberal Party. He was going to be effectively not part of the government anymore. So Gladys Berejiklian said they had 9am till the next day to either resign or join a party again. And he ended up joining back. Now he's on 12 months uh, mental health leave, I think. I did see four weeks. Yeah, no, I think oh. he, he's back shortly. Four yeah. weeks. Oh, okay. Well, four weeks. Sorry. But he's on mental health leave because of it, yeah. As, right. as of, I think he's back the 20th. And I think October. Friendly Geordie's a popular Australian YouTuber, was slamming him as well. He put yeah. up a picture. It was like a shot, like, looking above, and Friendly Geordie's is there. And it had a. he said the caption was, John Balabar, whatever his name is, POV point after this video. So I think he had some dirt on him or something. There but either go. way, there's Australian politics, and there's Australian state politic- politics. I want to go to fucking sleep. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, all right, I've got an interesting piece. This week, I've really been getting into Scottish cannibals from the mid-medieval times. Mm. Partic- oh, Richard's got a point. I was just going to ask, you said getting into them. Were you being a cannibal to the cannibals, getting into them? You've got to get them back somehow. An oh, eye for an eye. That's right, brother. I respect that. Hey, Ma- bro. Thank you. Are we respecting opinion? No, this is this is a total a transfer new, of new the usual vibe for the podcast. So, are we are we going to respect opinions from now on, Tony? Uh, and I feel like he just lapsed there. We're not going to be nice anymore. Okay, okay, all right, back to normal back then. Back to normal now. All right, back to normal. Dick, all right, get it straight. Hey, we might we might do a shout out to our internationalists. We got a we got a Chilean and a Peruvian. So our South American hey, that's like that's, that's something grow. special to be in the same room. <laughs> Who wants to hear about cannibalism? Yeah, All right. <laughs> Bloke named Alexander Sawney Bean. Some sources say he was born in 12th century Scotland. Other sources say 15th century. Did he really exist? This is more of a Scottish folklore. Now, he's probably Scotland's most well-known kind of boogeyman character or bad man, whatever. 
He was born during the reign of King James the Sixth. Okay. He was born like a peasant farmer, did a lot of manual work like his dad. But we f- he fell in love with a lady called Agnes Douglas, who's some class. Agnes. E G N E S. Okay. Um, can we get a fact check on that dick? And some some claim that she was a witch. They ended up running away together and they started robbing people for money and then murdering people, but for fun. Oh. 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 Got the music? Sweet. Where's that coming from? Um, so they started to live off the grid, kind of uh, because their lifestyle didn't really allow them to be I don't know, in contact with people when you're yeah. murdering their friends and that. Legend has it they lived in a dark, slimy, slimy cave called Benane Cave, which is just near south of Glasgow. It's a huge rock formation with kilometre-deep tunnels all around it, and the entrance is also blocked when it's high tide, which is like, you know, restricted anyone seeing it or whatever. Okay. So, Sawney and Agnes, while they were getting to work robbing and murdering people, there's a thing in a relationship, it's new to me, but apparently they had sex. Yeah. Now, in this time... Apparently, this is how kids are born, and they had fourteen of them, fourteen Jesus. children. So that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of kids. But I suppose fifteenth century. That's they I didn't mean, have. You got to say a cave there. is a pretty romantic area too. That's a good point. But were they married before they had these children, or are they all bastards? Well, I certainly hope not. Why am I saying this story? Oh my god, the blasphemy! I think Look. we need to get someone religious on this podcast. Oh, we're overdue. I think <laughs> Man, it's been a long time. <laughs> Andrew, if you're listening, come on next week. I want to have a debate. Uh, so, Sawney and Agnes had 14 children. Now, obviously, when you've got 14 kids, it's a bit expensive. Lots so of what, mouths to feed. Lots of mouths to feed. So, what did they do? They needed more money. They started robbing and murdering for money. But that's when Sawney, or what's his name? Alexander Sawney. We'll call him Alexander. He, he developed a taste for flesh and blood, to which his family then started to develop the taste. When his family grew up, all 14 kids, they joined mum and dad in this murdering spree, usually passers-by, travelling through the area, robbing and killing them, then violently hacking their bodies and cooking their bodies for food that night. Sooner or later, the Sawney Bean family had grown. They had 18 grandsons, 14 granddaughters, so that's 46 people living in these caves, all born through incest. Oh, nice. Mm. (laughs) This is where it gets juicy. So... There's more mouths to feed. So, Sawney Bean, being head of the family, he's like, I need to up my game. So, they started, like, methodically tracking and stalking groups of victims. And they'd, like, surround them. There's reports of hearing whispers, and then they'd all just ambush. Sometimes one or two got away. People. Yeah, or well, maybe not all 46 at once were tracking, but, you know, five would be enough if you wouldn't expect yeah. them to. Yeah, anyway. Um, and when, when they striked, it was gruesome. There were reports of demonic howling and screamoing echoing the area, and then they'd ambush from all directions. Some would come out in tattered clothes, some completely naked. Some would have clubs or knives, and then they'd chop them up, eat them, drag them back, and there'd be body parts left at the scenes. Now, this exact scenario was said to have been played out over a 100 times over the 25-year period where they were apparently existent. They lived a secret life, but sometimes body parts would start appearing on the beaches that were well-preserved, sometimes even cooked, started to freak out the locals. The body parts started appearing even more frequently, and it started to affect the local economy. Police were notified, the locals knew all about it, everyone was a suspect, businesses were closed down for good because police were on their back. Would you rule out anyone? Yeah, 
Who? I feel like there's a fair few people you could probably rule out. Got any names? Nah. There you go. <laughs> he's there, he's got me there. Yep, thank you. What was that? Uh, <laughs> I think you could rule out the vegans. That's a good point. No, no, he's got a point. All right. Add, add vegetarians. Add vegetarians while we're at it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, no, no, you could. Nah, in my, in my defense, vegetarians. Really? They're cannibals. I mean, they're not hurting an animal, uh, like a like a cow or something. So, if anything, they're more Maybe. vegan than yeah. others? Yeah, because they're not eating... Are we animals When you go up the ranks of veganism, just like Scientology, when you reach the top, you're allowed to eat fellow humans. That's like the... Holy that's shit. The pinnacle. So this is True. the original... Uh, this is where Earthling Ed started. This is where veganism started. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. So, <laughs> the Sawney clan continued to ambush and kill. Anyone who passed in the area was legend that they'd be doomed to disappear and die a horrible death. Now, keep in mind, no one knew about the cannibalism going on and that it was people. There were stories of beasts and all sorts of things. They were setting murderous world records more than Bundy, John Gacy. Got any other names? I couldn't think of any others. Uh, Ed Gein. Ed Gein? What did he do? Uh, turn people into like lampshades and shit. Oh, is he the skin guy? Yeah, he's yeah, the Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked. Um, so towards the end of the Bean family terror, a couple were wondering uh, in, the, in the route, one of the Bean's family's favourite areas... Reports were that they were laughing joyfully and having a lovely night. Little did they know of what was to come. Music. Go. Uh, do, 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 no, 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 not that oh. one. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so this couple will walk around. The Bean Clan was stalking them. Not that they knew. They then emerged out of the... <laughs> Wait, hang on. <laughs> he just said Beanstalk. Like, <laughs> like the nursery rhyme. All right. Wait, sorry. Is that Jack and the Beanstalk? What, what nursery rhyme is that? Yes, yes, that's the one. Is that a nursery rhyme? I thought it was oh, a story. The story. A great it's children's also, story. But Hang on, we can't hear you, Maka, because the mic's not on your fucking mouth. He's got me finally. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, the famed bean stalk, the plant. Just uh, the stalk of. The nah, plant. it's a fake bean. It's a fake plant. And spoiler alert the bean ends up going on to be knighted by the Queen under his real name, Rowan Atkinson. Mr. Bean? <laughs> Actually, this is where Mr. Bean started as well, apparently. Um, so they emerged from the darkness. I don't know. Uh, Bean, fuck. Mr. Bean is another discussion in, in itself, to be honest. Mr. Bean, like 15 episodes. I swear there were more episodes. In, but yeah. his his legacy, like what people remember is Mr. Hey, Bean himself. Close off. Oh, yeah, yeah, close off on the other one. But we must come back to Mr. Yeah, Bean. Yeah, no, no, I do. But the, the episodes of the 15 Mr. Beans, you might want to add to this... It, there were multiple episodes in the one episode. Oh, shit. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it could be like two episodes in one. And also, he's made the movies and there were plenty of comic relief skits that have popped up on TV and YouTube every now and then. Yeah, correct. Yes, correct. Yeah, no, British yeah. comedy. <laughs> I know this shit. Yeah, but still, the Mr. Bean, it's only 15. Even you're still saying two or three. Even that at most would be 60 or 90 episodes. That's a fair bit. But if you think back to the... Ju- yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> could, yeah, 60 or 90 could be quite a bit. Wait, let's confirm this. How many episodes Yeah, yeah, Jamie, let's, let's get a fact check. Let's get, f- let's get a fact check, please. All right, Dick's looked it up. What have we got? I, mean, I think Antonio's right. Um, it did only last for one season, one sole season. And despite there only being 14 episodes total, um, I get what Murray's saying with them being multiple episodes in one. Oh, it, it's shit. Just, 
It's just like two skits in the one episode. It's still not much content. Wait, we're still, is it still recording? Yeah, it's still recording. Are you asking the viewers if it's still recording? It said listening? feedback detected. Oh, all good. So, sorry. What was your point? I missed that. Oh, because oh, he's a fucking idiot. Anyway. <laughs> there's not a lot of episodes. One year. One year No, 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 because it went from 1990 to 1940, Exactly, and the 15 episodes spanned that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what we're saying, like, Rowan Atkinson was able to, you know... But in these episodes, there's like... ...legendary status from purely 15 episodes and one character that never spoke either. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is probably... Not a lot of character development happening with that It's show. probably, like, the most genius comedy ever, though. Like, this, that childish kind of, like, without talking. When I was in India, they used to have it on the TV. Do you reckon, like, sign language comedians are actually fucking hilarious and we're just missing out then? Well, it the, would be the same jokes, isn't it? Well, not with sign Imagine, language. Imagine, like, Mr. Bean would be a comedian for people that are deaf because... Oh, yeah, know, true. need him to speak. Like, yeah, Charlie Chaplin's, like, and it's pretty big, good at it. In, yeah. In, like, multiple different countries because it's that universal. You don't actually need to know what people are saying. In. Same thing goes for, like, Tom and Jerry because I know, like, my grandfather, um, he he was deaf and he loved the, the comedy. Oh, Tom right. Tom and Jerry, just, they never spoke. Yeah, it was yeah. Just purely action. Yeah, right. You'd think it's a lot harder to, like, do something like that and for it to be effective. Yeah, right. Have you ever seen Charlie Chaplin movies? The Great Dictator? I've seen The Great Dictator and that's so, it. But they're, for our, they're speaking. In that. That's not a silent movie. Um, oh, there's not speaking. Well, it's but it's not a silent movie. It is a silent... What, what, he went, oh, The Great Dictator's not, but all of his other movies. A lot, yeah, they had a lot of silent of movies. Yeah, The Great Dictator wasn't. Yeah. I haven't seen it. So The Great no. Dictator, for those who haven't seen it, is a movie where Charlie Chaplin plays both Hitler and a Jew in Germany at the time. And it's... Apparently, um, Hitler really liked the movie too. Yeah, that's that's. He copied the mustache from him. I don't know about that, that because up, I've heard other. No, because I did hear that, but then. Yeah, because I just said it. No, but I've heard it before. Oh. Before you said it. Uh. But um, apparently, uh, that was because of his gas mask in World War One. He had to shave his yeah, mustache. Yeah, I've heard that one as well. It, which I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but Hitler lost a testicle in that war from the mustard gas. I actually don't think we have talked about. It. No, I think I think we have mentioned. Wait, that. you lost it from mustard gas. We lost it. Whatever. I think it was mustard gas. Yeah. That's interesting. Because they sell mustard at Macca's still. Like you'd think there'd be a lot of. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, eh? Anyway, so spooky, Mister Bean. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Back to <laughs> the move on. Scottish back to cannibals. the cannibals. So, yeah. So this is where it gets good. So. And like the last few years of their terror, this couple were walking along. Bean Clan was stalking them, emerged from the darkness, uh, and they, yeah, attacked the wife and the husband. Turned out the husband was an experienced fighter and had a sword and gun on him and fought off a lot of them. The wife was killed, but he continued to fight them while other members of the family attacked him and started eating his fucking wife. Now, the yelling and the, and the screaming from the fight was so loud, it woke up, like, a few nearby villages. Um, and they, they came around, and the family ran away for the first ever time. The man will say he gave a very William Wallace, Scottish Braveheart kind of fight. I just want to add that in. Scottish. Fuck? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, st- I still don't know how he would have fought off that many people. Like, well, a gun, back then, is one shot, and he would have to fucking reload that. Well, he had a, also had a sword on him, so and he was a good fighter. And clubs, yeah, but Numbers. yeah, but they're little. He's got a sword that's longer and they than are a knife. Too. 
And they're inbred, yeah. Wait, but he was by himself, wasn't he? Well, his wife was helping the fight at the start, and then she yeah, died. But, so but then the wife's dead. So the wife. I'm not sure how long the fight went on for. I imagine it could have been five, ten minutes. But the wife didn't survive. Why not, Macca? Because I wasn't fucking there in 15th century Scotland. All right. Well, could you do a bit better reporting next time? Oh, for bring us what did you? You brought some articles and some backbones ago. All right, come on. It's <laughs> <Just> fucked. <laughs> Just note to the listeners, Murray's gone very red. Uh, I have not. It's the heater. And, and, it's quite, <laughs> and quite defensive, but uh, we'll continue. I'm sorry, Murray. That's all right, Antonio. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'd like an apology. All right, anyway, we're going to move on. No. We need an extra mic. He's <laughs> almost the same color as his hat. <laughs> it's a beanie. To so the listeners, joke's he's on wearing you. a funny red hat. It's a beanie. It's a beanie's a hat. No, it's not. No, you wear it on your head. It's a hat. Yeah, you wear sunnies on your head. You wouldn't call them a hat, would you? No, because no, I've got a point there. Top of your head, you sunnies you wear. Was your hair a hat then? Uh, do I wear it on my head? Yeah. No. Uh, do I take my your own hair? hair off? You yeah, do I'm wear not, it on your head. You don't wear it. Yeah, you do. Well, it's do on you your wear head. Your skin. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. But then take you, take your skin off right now. Imagine if your whole skin of your body was your lip skin. Wait, talking about talking <laughs> about skin coming off. That touches into Dracula if you want to move on to that. I will finish with the Finish story. this and then we'll do Dracula next. All right, okay. All right. right, we'll go on to that. Good segue, but he's on the ball. Yeah, no, it's good. Okay. So, the husband was... He survived. The family ran off. The villagers came out with knives and pitchforks. And it was the first time since their tenure that they were actually discovered. Sources report that the husband wanted justice and went to the king. Some sources say that he went to James the Fourth, the king. Some sources say it was James the Sixth. Either way, it was the king. He told the king of the family. King was horrified. Ordered a four hundred man army. They charged into the cave with hunting dogs and themselves. There were stolen items everywhere. Oh, it's a fucking mosquito. Stolen items everywhere. Body parts lying around. Meat hanging from hooks and in barrels. The Bean, the Bean family, was hauled out of the cave, and a lot of them were executed without trial. Some of the Beans uh, family were dismembered, so their limbs cut off, and then they were buried alive. Now, this brings the story to a close, and it's actually gotten a lot of money to the economy, more than the Loch Ness, funnily enough. Oh, no, not more than the Loch Ness, but it's, it's inspired a few movies like Wes Craven's The Hill Has Eyes, which is about a family being stalked by cannibals. Oh, wow. <laughs> I it's can't hear you movie. on the mic. You're not on the fucking no, mic. I'm being serious. That's that's oh. a, that's a, one of my favourite horror movies. Oh right, it's fucking um, spooky. Uh, the hills have eyes. Um, so yeah, there's Sawney Bean Cave, which is now a popular tourist site, which is a lot of Scottish folklore. There's no actual hard evidence of this happening, but there's a lot of written. It's probably more Scottish folklore, as I said. But yeah, that's the arts. Uh, my cannibal piece this week. Lovely. Thank you. Speaking of blood. I know this guy who knows a lot about Dracula. Yeah? Oh, he's got a call. Never mind. <laughs> We're going to go on to an even bloodier duel. Uh, what do you call it? Capade. What's the word? I can't think. What would you what? S- um, say for a genocide? <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Mass death? There we go. Someone who killed even more people than the Sawney family was... Fun fact, it wasn't a someone. And no one actually knows who did it. Well, they can't attribute it. Basically, Erdogan, the leader of... Oh, sorry. Basically, Erdogan, the leader of Turkey at the moment, he's a bit of a dictator. He doesn't like to be called that. He won't admit it's a genocide. 
Or can you give us some context? What kind of political landscape is Turkey in at the moment? When was this genocide and who was in government at the time? So at the time, we had the Ottoman Empire, which, as we all know, World War I, they were fighting in that. Um, but at the time, there was a group called the Young Turks, who were a bit more socialist, a bit more democratic. They were trying to bring in a lot more you know, political reform. Th- this is in what year? This is in 1910 to about 1920. Okay. Yep. So basically, they had all these Armenians, Greeks, Kurds, all these you know, minor- minority ethnic groups you hear about in that area. And they wanted to make Turkey for the Turks. So it's a classic sort of story, a bit like Germany, a bit like Australia with the Aboriginals. A bit like America still. Build a wall. Good point, yeah. So pretty much what they did was they had some uprisings from the, in particular the Armenians. So the Kurds and the Greeks were also killed, but it was more so the Armenians. So what they did was they um, said, all right, we're going to push all of you out of your homes or we'll destroy your villages and other sorts of threats like that. And they pushed them into the desert which basically led to their death. So they didn't technically kill them. So the big argument is, is whether it was a genocide. Wait, hold on. So, so they pushed them out to the deserts in the hope that they'd just starve and they're like, just get out of our land, you're off on your own, but they're in the desert so they can't live. That's it. So they didn't necessarily intend to kill them. But genocide hadn't technically been invented at the time. Yeah. Oh. Right. As a definition. So people... So. Genocide wasn't a definition then. When did that become a definition? So, 1946-ish, after World War II. Is it the Geneva Convention? Uh, maybe. It might have been one of them, but it was pretty much when the United Nations were formed after the Holocaust. Right. So, basically, they didn't have that definition. So, Turkey doesn't like to call it a genocide. They also don't like to call it an ethnic cleansing because they didn't technically kill them. But definition of ethnic cleansing is if you put people in a situation where it's calculated to cause the destruction of a culture, the removal of children from a group, so stolen generations was a genocide, literally, and it happened after 1945. We don't admit that though. Um, We don't admit what? That the stolen generations was a form of genocide. Oh, right, because we're trying to rid of them through not only killing but assimilation. Yeah, just the removal of children from one group and putting them in the hands of another, that's a form of genocide because it calculates their destruction of their culture, identity. Yeah, losing languages, things everything. like that. But I'm confused because um, Trump and Ben Shapiro said racism doesn't exist in Australia. So why would you say that? How do Have I? they said that? I'm sorry, Murray. Ben Shapiro did. There? Yeah. Hang on, Tony has got something. Racism does exist in Australia. It's everywhere. Yeah, but Trump said it didn't and neither did Ben Shapiro. To be, to be fair, but Trump's a fuckwit. Oh, that Trump. Hot, hot oh, okay. <laughs> All right, back on with it, Pat. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. So the big debate is, what do you call it? Ethnic cleansing, an unfortunate event, or a genocide? So the Turkish government currently is not claiming responsibility for it. Is that right? Uh, yes and no. They admit that there was something that happened that was bad for the Armenians. And pretty much you've got to look at it. There's pretty much no Armenians left in Turkey, even to this day. Um, and on top of that, most Turks won't admit it, even if they're more liberal. So the Turkish government's at the moment, is that an Islamic government? Not really. Turkey is a bit of an exception to the rule in the whole region because it's technically between Europe and Asia and it has had a very secular system up until about 1990. Since Erdogan got in, the most recent president, he's been in this as like a semi-dictator. 
the election's not necessarily rigged, but he's changed the system to such an extent and used Islam as a weapon to keep people sort of voting for him. And how long has he been in power for? I think about 20, 30 years. Yes, because he's actually been repainting. So Gallipoli, for those who don't know, was a big uh, battle. Australia, Winston Churchill actually run it. Uh, look, I like that guy and I, and I don't like him, mainly because of Gallipoli. He tried to claim if we knocked the Turks out of the war in World War One, we could like get rid of them and then fight on the Western Front and, and smash the Germans. But Gallipoli was a mass failure. We landed on the wrong beach. We lost a heap of Australians and New Zealanders. While, as a quote, the English drunk the tea on the beach. That's more of a, a biased opinion. But um, I know that Australia and Turkey have a lot of like very close ties in terms of Gallipoli because we lost... It was an invasion, no doubt. Yeah. And... Yeah, an attempted invasion. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Dick's got something. I was, I was going to say, I'd love a general Winston Churchill discussion, if we can fit that well, in somewhere. Um, do you know much about that one? Yeah, no, the only reason is because you said um, that you're a bit on the fence about him. And I think a lot of people... I was going to ask more broadly, you know how people um, say that you should kind of cancel someone in retrospect? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess for the views they might have held at the time and whether you can kind of separate the work of an artist and what they stood for. Uh, Separating the art from the artist kind of thing. Yeah, that sort yeah. of thing, because obviously times change and general views change. Oh, um, yeah, to an extent. But but forgetting history and removing history is like just just terrible. See, that's the thing. With, with Churchill, I've noticed a recent kind of resurgence in a new angle on him as a person because of the way, with a more, more of a focus, not on the... Um, the war side, yeah, yeah, but on the way he treated the Indian people, yeah, yeah. yeah I've just, that, that's a that was a because even the BBC have started doing Winston Churchill, monster or hero, kind of like stories like that. Um, I uh, like I'll, I'll try and get the fucking quote that it, Churchill said about like the Indian famine. One but of the biggest, essentially, he was just like, Oh, yeah, it's their own fault because they breathe like rabbits that they can't eat, yeah, right. It's like. It's like racist smearing someone. If they say one bad thing or do one bad thing, everything they do is bad in no, retrospect. But, like, but that, that's fucked, obviously. Much, well, not even the same. Like the the famine in India was very much the cause of the British. Okay, well then it's completely <laughs> wrong. Then yeah, yeah, okay, that too. But to be fair, like one of the biggest reasons why the Allies then raises, you know, back to how colonialism has ruined the world. Yeah, no, exactly. But in terms of World War Two and how he kept the morale up of the British people. Like, that's something that Hitler didn't do, and that is arguably one of the major reasons why World War Two was won and Britain was saved. But also, fuck Winston Churchill, because was it him that was saying, Pat would know this, because we grew up hearing this, he said they can have the colonies, they can have Australia, but God forbid they take the motherland. And, and I think, who was the, uh, Menzies was it at the time that was Prime Minister of Australia? Uh, I do need to put a caveat on that, and it was that Thomas Miss Campbell told us that on the Western Front tour, so we'll have to fact check it. <laughs> Pretty sure Dad told us that too. I don't know if our dad is that versed in Winston Churchill. Oh well, he was, no, but he was. There was an agreement. Whoever what it was, we're going to give Japan up until up till Brisbane. Is that right? The top half of Australia. Oh yeah. So that was an American soldier's plan. One of the generals. He basically drew a line from Brisbane all the way across, and everything north would go to Japan. And I don't know what Winston Churchill's stance on it was, but... Yeah, Britain weren't really involved in the Pacific War. That was more of an Australian and American... But they had bigger... Churchill also had ties to the, like, economic league, didn't he? Like, you know, in... 
Peaky Blinders. Blinders. Oh, I do. I know. knew you would love that. Oh, I know that. Check out the Docker's new song, Gypsy Kings, while we're there. <laughs> but yeah, like that's a essentially a, a like a fascist organization within England. That's yeah. To control fucking to keep England white. I've got I've got a very I don't even know where I stand on Winston Churchill too because he did he did really win us the war. He kept the morale up. He did do a good job there, but he I did mean, a lot of cunty things too. Like, did like they would have fucking lost if not for like America's going no every it. they didn't want Winston Churchill to get in Winston Churchill was one of the only ones that went we're not going to what do you call it when you accept defeat we're not going to surrender mm. we we're going to fight them and we'll keep fighting them and even during the Blitz he was known to like walk around the streets after a night of bombing and meet people and like help people up like obviously very political yeah well, it's like when prime ministers go and like hold babies in shopping centres before an Scomo election in fucking Cobargo shaking the lady's hand <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yes <laughs> um, back on wait, do, we didn't finish no, so yeah what I was saying was about Gallipoli and that with that Turkish dude he's trying to paint Gallipoli as a Christian invasion of a peaceful Muslim society. Wait, was this Ataturk? Say it again. Ataturk, the leader at the time? Uh, the leader of the army? This is in the last three years. Oh, okay. No, I so, believe yeah. that was a rock. But Ataturk yeah. was, I'm pretty sure, the leader in the Gallipoli campaign. And he was the one that was technically at the head of the army when the genocide happened too, because it happened in World War One. Oh, right. No, I mean, more so this current leader is trying to paint a bit of history a oh, bit differently. Yeah. Well, he recently, he's very clever politically but he is now seen as like the sort of de facto leader of all muslims in europe the diaspora in europe so he's like caused a lot of protests and things like that in france even in the last few weeks because obviously there's a big problem with the way that muslims have fit into societies and the way they're treated into in european countries and he's seen as that sort of de facto leader because they were almost part of the european union and then he brought back the death penalty and you can't join if you're not a democracy and if you have the death penalty so he's the way that he fits into the whole sort of system's clever, but he's also kind of fucked. So he's like, it's like they try. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a complete contrast, but the way it's presented in the Western view, you've got the Middle East and Islam, and it's all backwards and oppressive, blah blah blah. Then you've got Europe, this lovely, progressive, beautiful democracy, Westernized. You're saying that Turkey's on the left end of the Middle East, and it's on the right end of Europe. So, technically, it's not the Middle East. And even us calling it the Middle East is really problematic. We can go into that some other time. But he chooses when he wants to be European and when he wants to be more sort of associated with the Arabs. Okay. It's It's all political decision-making. It's strategic. Right. We've also got a fact check from Greg here. Uh, Muzz did uh, originally say Menzies was the prime minister. It wasn't because he came in after. So John Kurt. John Kurt, that's it. Uh, yeah. Wait, what, 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 Hang on, the mic's not on you. Because uh, we were talking okay. about uh, Churchill. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Okay. John John Curtin. And was the Brisbane line a fact, or was that? Wait. Was, was, he, was Menzies not in? Why are you talking then? Oh, and we're just talking to Greg. You didn't hear it, the listeners. Was Menti's not Prime Minister at any point in World War Two? No, no, he came in after the war. Longest serving Australian Prime Minister. I do remember our, our granddad, if you know him, Pat. Do you know John? Oh, yeah, I have heard his name. <laughs> John's Kitchen's based off him. Docker's song, great song. Uh, I remember Dad telling us... Oh, thank you, Greg. Greg thinks it's a good song too. Yeah, 
Oh, thank you. For those who didn't hear, he said, Kraken song. That's a quote. <laughs> um, so when Dad said he was about 10 years old and Pop had the radio on and it came on the radio. So Robert Menzies passed away in his sleep last night. Apparently my granddad went, good, and just turned off the radio. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <What? laughs> move it on, move it on. Um, so any any more on the Turkish genocide? Um, I don't know. Put it to you guys. Do you think it was an ethnic cleansing, a genocide, or just unfortunate? Oh, definitely not the third one. An ethnic cleansing and genocide are just atrocious human crimes, so I'd say both are fucked. True. Ethnic cleansing is sort of the step below genocide. Genocide sort of got that intention to it, and ethnic cleansing is just sort of like, whoops, it happened. But we did have the... Oh, it's sort of the difference between manslaughter and murder. Oh, like, like, oh, they died... Oh, well, but eh, we didn't. Look. it's kind of a gain for us. That's it, yeah. So, like, with Serbia as well, you've got to decide, was that an ethnic cleansing or a genocide? Did they want to kill, kill all the Bosnian Muslims, or was it just like, get the fuck out? And if you die, oh, well. Do you know much about the Yugoslavian War? Not a lot. I'm trying to learn more about it recently, but maybe we can talk about that next time. Yeah, the Yugoslavian War is... is Fucked. I really want to look into that. It's so confusing. It's fucking. Cute. I've tried to look into it. I can't. I can't, I can't figure tell. it out. I've, I've probably spent like two weeks reading it and could tell you. Yeah. Same here. Still. Same here. I just remember the guy, um, the Serbian general who was at the uh, international criminal court mm. about oh, a year ago, yes, and he took a cyanide shot. And all of, there were all these memes coming out, like taking one last shot with the boys. Well, yeah, <laughs> he, he was the just like, in the, in the fucking international co- criminal court. Just oh yeah, I refuse your fucking verdict. Yeah, shit. But um, with Turkey, I mean, it's still happening. Like the fucking Kurdistan's to the south in like northern Syria, they've been at war with them like since uh, essentially like after ISIS was done. And Turkey got caught bussing ISIS buddy, um, like combatants out of Syria into Turkey. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, right. So with that Syrian war, that's like even more fuck. Oh, what's this? We got Patrick's got a fact here. According to World Factbook, oh, that doesn't sound from Wikipedia. <laughs> Kurdish people make up eighteen percent of Turkey's population, which is about fourteen million of the seventy-eight million there. I think World Factbook's the CIA website, so that's pretty reliable for information. Oh, they've done nothing wrong or false before, no, but have they? No, for, like, population. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, the yeah, right. But, yeah, the Syrian war is slightly confusing. Like, Does that come into the Syrian war? Yes. Well, so, Kurdistan, which is, is not recognised as a country, but it's pretty much northern Syria and a bit of southern Turkey. Right, yeah, yeah. And so, there, there's groups there that were fighting ISIS and, like... There was uh, Assad, which was the government-backed, like, forces. Yeah, America yeah. America was providing support to rebels that were against him, and some weapons ended up in ISIS hands, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so yeah, because it it's weird, because we were fighting ISIS, who... Were we on side with the Kurds then? We were we were helping Kurds. Technically, uh, there's a part of... Uh, there actually one aspect of the Kurdish government is identified as a terrorist organisation in the United States and Australia. But we were still happy to, to, to help to team them out up. when they were fighting ISIS. And so, okay, so with, with let me just get my head around the Syrian war. We, we the alliance, or whatever we're called, came in to help the Kurds... But no, we're, no, we're no. trying to get rid we, of ISIS. We came in to fight ISIS. Fight ISIS. And that included 
being with the Assad regime. No. <laughs> so we're against we, the Assad regime. We're against too. the Assad regime, but also we were against ISIS more. Okay, and yet Russia is pro-Assad regime, and well, they're so funding this them. This is the one thing about the Syrian war. Assad invited Russia into Syria. America, Australia, all that were not. Okay, so Russia's backing the Assad regime and yeah. trying to get the Americans out of Syria. Yeah, very much so. Okay, and Assad's fucked, isn't he? Uh, there's allegations of chemical weapons. <laughs> yeah, but in saying is, that, how, how many that is how many drone American. strikes has there been on America's side that have killed innocent civilians? Well, yeah, fucking the Trump administration have been fucking going full hog in Somalia at the moment because they're currently fighting. Well, you said last week we weren't doing much about terrorism in Africa, so I actually looked into it. And America has almost fucking tripled their drone strikes in Somalia to fight Al-Shabaab. Oh, Al-Shabaab, yeah, I suppose. See, it all comes down to America's imperialism. You know, it's You're it's loving that word today, aren't you? Go on, go on. When have I mentioned it before? You said, you said it before. Did I? I said colonialism. That's the same shit. So what's I different about it? I don't actually know the difference. Well... Colonialism is going in and then sort of being a parasite onto a people and taking everything out of it. Imperialism is more like looking at it from a different perspective and saying, all right, we want to expand as much as we can for our own glory. Colonialism is more the effect. So colonialism is more exploiting the people and resources. Imperialism it's is more glorifying Imperialism and is America's it. attitude. Make America yeah. great again. We are the best country in the world. Everyone else is pure trash. We 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 have everything. Yeah, but they're know. not. That I'd say imperialism is more the act of of invading and like going no, in. Is that, that right? Would, that would be colonialism. Yeah. Imperialism's kind of the justification or the policy behind. It. Oh, okay. So so America's in an imperialist mindset with Trump in at the moment. Not no. Well before that. Oh yeah, no, no, they have been, but Trump pushes it a lot more than the last no, like, no, no, Obama no. and that. Obama definitely. Like you have to look. Like look Obama just apologized. Hang on, now we can't hear. You. Sorry, I'll get up a list. There's actually a list of the, sorry, the, the governments, the amount of governments which the American Secret Service and CIA have toppled by funding or di- or direct, you know, channeling of funds to um, military forces to overthrow governments. Oh, right. So kind of backing third-party yeah. militias for their but own benefit. For their own, America. Like, what deal does America have in? the matters of other countries why are they changing the the government of a country who why are they changing the government of a country who was democratically elected well no sorry what was the word that's, 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 that's the right word yeah sorry yeah. Uh, what, do you have any oh you got the list there oh Antonio's gonna get that list up that's um, fascinating um, but yeah you, you have to remember that America is genuinely an empire it's just done it in the secret since like you said with Trump, but like oh, I'm, I'm, not no, s- no, I'm, I'm more about the mindset and that whole America's the greatest shit. It's just it's always been there. It's just bubbling <coughs> to the surface. Yeah, yeah, so, I suppose so. But Obama was definitely not pushing it. No, when he, he, yeah. he, he, he apologized a lot. Yeah, but behind the scenes, it was it was still in his administration. They were still colonizing. Like the fact that they were involved in the Middle East, the fact that Reagan was involved in South America and all those different covert stuff. It yeah, was like still colonialism. Reagan, Reagan and Obama both went over, uh, went after Gaddafi. 
It's like there's no party allegiance there. When, we, when was Reagan? Um, the 80s. The 80s. So yeah. Gaddafi had been in for, what, 30 years? Oh, then? yeah, he was in for a long time. Who arguably did a lot of good for Libya. Was it Libya? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't was that? Didn't he go a bit crazy at the end? Uh, I, I think don't he, know I think the he specifics. was. Like he, I, I, famously, he was uh, terrified of uh, stairs. So whenever he was going anywhere, he would pay a hotel for a floor and then just camp out on the front lawn and, and would bring his own tent, like this massive bulletproof tent because he was terrified of like stairs and elevators. Oh, well, I mean, that doesn't make him a bad bloke. Is no, anything no, no, bad no, but he was a little... Yeah, a little bit psycho. Yeah, but yeah. it's not like this isn't... Like we talk about how America started with institutional racism. War has been... America's moneymaker since the start. The US has been at war 222 years out of 239. Shit, when were the years where they were not active in warfare? Uh, I'm guessing it. They've been in one since World War Two, though, like every single year. Yeah, so, so just. Oh, but we've got the list. Yeah, we've oh, got, we've got the list. Those lists. And so what's the list of again? So just during the Cold War. The US tried to change other countries' governments 72 times. Oh, I mean, we've, we've tapped on that just in this podcast. Like, is that just... But now, though, have you got... Like, give, oh, us, give us some, some Cold War ones. Now. Yeah. I'll get some now. Give us some Cold War ones, though. Well, I want to no, hear that. He's, like... We were talking about American uh, as, like, colonial... Or imperialism. He's just, like, a list of how many countries America has military bases in. Australia... Oh, sorry. Wait, wait what was Oh, sorry. I fucking. I mean, you wouldn't call them like invading here or changing our thing. I mean, it's oh. military bases and like how many. Okay, here we go. Afghanistan. I don't even know. I've never seen this fucking country in What's my life. What's the world. country called? Akarotiri and Delekia. Oh, yeah, there. Aruba, huh. Ascension. It's a summer house. Ascension Island, Australia, Bahamas, Bahrain, Belgium, Bosnia, Brazil, British India, Ocean Territories. <laughs> I mean, a lot of that Bulgaria, is... Bulgaria, Cuba, Cameroon, Caraco, the Djibouti, Ecuador, Egypt, Estonia, Germany, Greece, Greenland, Honduras, Hungary, Iceland, Indonesia, Iraq, Israel, Italy, Japan, Jordan, Kenya, Kosovo, Kuwait, Netherlands, Niger, Norway, Oman, Peru, Philippines, Poland, Hold Portugal, on a second. Qatar, when, when Romeo, you say When you say military bases, are you counting... That, that could be counting like security at embassies. No. There's a military basis primarily bases. for a military stance. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah, like, this is, people get mad that, like, China are trying to expand their, like, influence in the Pacific and stuff like that. They're literally surrounded by American military bases. Well, that was a lot of the bigger thing in Afghanistan was, particularly Australia being there, just being there to be America's bitch. But it, was, it wasn't, like, the biggest thing being pushed there like propaganda-wise, was the Taliban and fighting the evil Islam and radical Islam to save the world because yeah. they did 9-11. The main argument was, or the main reason they were there, was to create this military base, geographically brilliant, between China and Russia, two of the biggest enemies of this... Like, of, of, and who? And Iran. And Iran. Yeah. Perfect location. So, oh, I mean, that that's it's terrible as it is, but China creating artificial islands, that, uh, that's fucked up. Do you know about... Yeah, that's what I'm South China Sea. Oh, yeah, South... So, for those what's who don't know... What's wrong with that? It's literally called the South China Sea. It's it's their ocean. Uh, Can I just add, it's also called the Indian Ocean next to Western Australia, but it doesn't belong to India. 
Like if they oh, set up a base there. Yeah, it's like who owns the sea kind of kind of idea. And have you noticed that these Chinese like artificial islands have been edging closer and closer towards Australia? But you're pro you're pro CCP, so I want to hear you. I want to hear this. No, I was just going to say because we are to the south of China, it's naturally going to be a bit closer to Australia. It's not really the best line of argument. It's a good point, but I'm fear mongering at the moment to defeat him. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, do I what? don't know? Do you agree or disagree with that? They're building islands, so I won't. Yeah, but it's bad when America does it, or when China does it. Why is it good? Or no, why I'm is it not okay? It's bad when America does it. I, I I can see why they're doing it. Oh, right, because right. Because they're getting surrounded by America. Oh, so they're branching out and they're yeah. trying to like get locations and bases everywhere. I think it's a bit grim to say like, okay, this is a country that is almost surrounded by American military bases, and to not call them out on that. And then as soon as they try and, you know, secure their position, it's like, oh God, yeah, we yeah. have to stop it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. And we're obviously not going to hear about it because it's America, but Patrick's got something. So I was going to say, holistically though, as bad as America can be, it is sort of in Australia's interest to have America still at the top of things than China. Like to have that sort it's, of turned on its I, head. I, I genuinely believe it's too late for that. America's already lost. Yeah, I'd say so too. But also, Australian... They they might think they're at the top, but they're faltering. The government's just launched a website that Australian people can access and really the rest of the world can access apart from China because their internet's restricted to track the treatment of um, the Muslims in that... Yeah, yeah, the... How do you say it? I think it's Uyghur. The Uyghur Muslims and like their, you know, kind of... What are they doing specifically? So they've got re-education camps and I'm doing inverted commas with my fingers um, and there's reports of like forced sterilization of women so that they can limit their birth rate um, they have to denounce Islam publicly and that they have had some terrorism incidents which would sort of be understandable or like some sort of resistance would be understandable under a, a regime as oppressive as the CCP's but it's getting to the point where it could probably be an ethnic cleansing or genocide because they're doing things that are calculated to destroy that culture or the group itself. Right. Right. Okay. So it's it's a crime against humanity, though. Probably, but it's very hard to verify the reports. I did see an interview with the um, I think it was the Chinese ambassador in England, and he was on BBC, and he's like, "Why has your population decreased by this percent in the last ten years?" And he's going, "Oh no, no, it's fine. Like no." He went, "No, but the stats are here." He went, "No, no." They're there, but whatever. Oh, and he goes, no, but, I, but then he's saying like <laughs> that those stats, those stats, I am Chinese ambassador, I tell you stats, you don't look at them. And which is like... Well, I mean, that makes sense to me. Like, it if, may, But the if, stats were there from like aerial footage and population like statistics and censuses and the ambassador's denying it happens, obviously. Well, I mean, they had the one child policy for like, what, fucking 30 plus years? Yeah. Yeah, but it should still be decreasing now <coughs> if they had a one-child policy that ended 10 years ago. And for one group of fucking people but who I mean, identify like, as Japan's Muslim. Japan's birth rate's shrinking. Their population is shrinking. No, 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 no. The point is, though, is that they are doing some bad shit no, to the I, Uber I Muslims. Don't, I don't disagree. Like, the, the fucking camps are terrible. Yeah. And, like, you can look at how quickly they're expanding, Right. And, like, we're talking mass construction, like, massive facilities popping up in, like, 12 months. They're obviously used for something. 
and it's it, it can't be fucking good because that like you look at satellite footage, it looks like a prison. Yeah, yeah. But like, there's so m- many fucking factors that you have to look at when because it is a bloody society where information is incredibly restricted and hard to get out. Like you have to watch out for like an, an outside influence perverting the information. Well, do you like I? I'm not saying I love America, or, but. Hang on, what was that Antonio? Like, I genuinely believe there is a major issue going on in China right now. Yeah, yeah and like, I'm as not, much I'm as we don't like America it. here, like, fuck, you'd rather democracy rather than this, like, because I've read a really interesting article last night, I was telling Antonio today, and it was about, it was a journalist from the Australian, which is a fairly, it's a fairly, m- yeah, yeah, but they're still quite middle ground at the end of the day. It's, it's it's not the Daily Telly. Sure. It's not the Daily Telegraph. Yeah, it's go on, Dick. No, I just want to know, like, is the main point that you're trying to put forward? Um, what, what's the main argument? What are you trying to? I uh, so I don't know what what I was going on this tangent on was that the article was from a journalist and he was saying how he didn't give an opinion on Trump, but he said it's one of the most ethically ethical dilemmas he's like any journalist has ever had because it's so easy to hate him. Because he says disgraceful things about women, he makes fun of disabled people, he says wrong shit all the time. But he said that your actions should define you, and it's very hard to try and not hate him, even if he does something good because of all the other shit he said. But yeah. he said the opposite to like um, Asian countries, their words are scripted, bullshit, um, like China particularly, and it's it means nothing, and their actions define him, and their actions, like this Uyghur Muslims thing, is kind of fucked. But it's like the opposite with Trump. Some of his actions are good, but his words are just fucked. Anyway, the article was interesting. Yeah. And it was about the actions of a government. And China, their surveillance, their restriction of the coronavirus being, like, I th- information I when it started. I think you are into the propaganda a lot, though. Uh, I look, a, I am. I think it's a lot more even than you'd expect. I think for most things that you can point out going on in China, you could probably find a similar case. I No, I definitely agree. But the other thing was you... I don't know, I'm just going off when you said that your main kind of um, deciding point was because one country is a democracy. And yeah, I know what that sounds I, like. I find that thinly veiled, yeah, just because um, in terms of these two countries, it almost feels just like a label because of the way you can pull it apart. Yeah, look, I agree. In the US, for example, it kind of... I do agree, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not trying not to make an opinion, but and I don't know everything about the situation, but... The I mean, CCP like, and just the restriction of information. Governments are bad. Like, it's it's a fucking flaw in any country. Wait, can you talk about that article you read the other day? The the one the slam piece on the the CCP. Yeah. Yeah. So th- this is an obvious fucking like kind of American propagandic uh, thing. How China's all bad, communism's bad, Marxism's bad, and it's very easy. And all these fucking conservatives and Trump anyone who disagrees with them what? is Marxism or communism yeah, there to exactly. kill you which is just so flawed and such so wrong just so, in definition here's the fucking thing so China vows to end extreme poverty in 2020 involves stunning numbers <coughs> billions of dollars spent millions moved from rural homes but don't miss what it really is a political campaign to integrate the poor into the national econ- economy and train them to thank the party so yeah, I Maca told me that I went. How how the fuck is any of that a bad thing? Yeah, God forbid they the poor. Maybe, maybe but the rest of it seems all right. 
Well, just just the whole thing. It's but like saying, how bad is this? Yeah, if, the if poor can now we, live at a higher standard. If our government right now just said, okay, we're going to put $40 billion into indigenous people's homes in the outback or even scholarships, bringing them into the city, whatever you want, those people would be thankful. I know. You would assume they would be thankful to the government. And America's saying, like, look at them trying to get the vote. Like, yeah, but they're doing a good thing. America hasn't raised the minimum wage in, like, seven and a half years. No fucking like, students free health care. Students are in debt, like, for lifetimes, not even for a bit. Let's talk about private and public health care. It... Did we do this last we week? We did that last okay, week. Okay, never mind. You said one too many ciders. <laughs> Being one. <laughs> um, all right. Um... Do we have any other topics? I mean, do you want to keep going on this? Because I really don't know too much about China talking out of my answer. Well, no, it's hard to, like, I've researched it a bit, but it's hard to know. But you have uh, the people, like, the Australian government doing uh, arrest raids on the ABC and News Corp journalists. It's like... Actually, the BBC also getting defunded this week. Did you mention that? No, Did I, you hear I didn't that? hear about that. Oh, so another way, like... Now, the ABC and the BBC, both quite left-leaning. It's always... Like, God be gobsmacked how it's a government-funded thing, yet it's so left-leaning and so like. I suppose because they are government-funded. But that's another thing too. That about Chinese media and Russian media gets criticised for being yeah, government-funded. The the reason the government-funded ones in Australia and the UK are so left-leaning or like they have their own political leaning apart from the government is because they're supposed to be the model but sort of not. corporation. They're not model in that sense, but they're supposed to be model in terms of their transparency, in terms no, of their I'm independence. No, I'm saying they're not left-leaning. Oh. The ABC is fucking conservative as fuck. Uh, and it's yeah. been defunded to, like, absolute shit. It's, if you, I hate to say I really used to love the ABC. And uh, fingers crossed they don't hear this because I am applying for a job. <laughs> there, but... Lachlan McKenzie. <laughs> oh, very funny, Murray Cook. Um, uh, like... It's fucking turned to trash. And it's it's inevitable. Like, Ida Butrose... Oh, fuck, I'm going to town on the ABC. But Ida, but, Ida Butrose... <laughs> That's is, your boss. ...is the chairman. Uh, they've had, like, fucking $144 million cut in the past five years. Yeah. And uh, fucking Foxtel gets money, like, 10 mil. Without tender, might I add. Like, Jesus Christ. There's another institution that I think should, uh, in terms of not getting less funding or more funding, but should pay tax. That would be the churches. Our hang on, Tony's got churches. Something. Oh, church, Echo Church. When when are they going to come on? Honestly, have we had them on before? I, I think no, you guys. I think we did. did. No, Two I episodes missed, ago. I missed that one. Oh right, no, we have had Echo Church yeah, no, on. No, 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 no. Yeah, you did. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I'd love to be there. Now, the argument for church and state being separate yet not paying tax, whilst also providing the argument that church and state work together and still not pay tax, means, by definition, it is a profitable fucking business. True. Although we're not entirely secular. We sort of pretend we are, and we just say it ever since probably 1970, 1980. But really, it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But... But like all of our public holidays, well not all no, of them, right. but a lot of them are Christian holidays. Yeah, look, I'm aware, but in terms of like Christian oh, laws yeah, being involved in that our the other day. yeah, Good the Friday, Christian Christmas. Thing, hey. Now, now apart from that though, where in law, apart from the public holidays, are we like non-secular? A lot of the laws. Well, you can remember like. Can the you fucking... explain that? Yeah, so like most criminal laws, they're 
originally based on Christian tradition. Yeah, like being drunk yeah, in point. public and shit like that. Yeah. That's like is that a it's against the public order? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's Christian based though. They wouldn't say that how, anymore. You, but you know, you remember how Christianity was spread? You know how peacefully and lovely. Oh yes, the world? is it crew crew justice crusades? Yes. Uh, yes, the Crusades. Oh, yeah. So yeah, talking about colonialism. Oh yeah. yeah. Hang on, we're, we're getting we're getting sidetracked here. What what? <laughs> we'll go back. What what were we going on about just a second ago? Because I feel like we got when I was like four ABC. different ABC. Hang on, we can't hear. You. All right. <laughs> so what the fuck are we talking about? ABC. Like laws, Christian laws being based in Christian. Christian laws and not how it's secular. not allowed to go. Okay, non-secular. So. Are you? Are we a secular environment? That's the argument. I think we're going with right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, we had to yeah. Okay. I'm right Look, okay. It Compare it. Okay. So every country has a different concept of secularism. France's one is so extreme that they don't even call it secularism anymore. And they think that our one is piss weak. They call it laïcité, and it means you must have absolute separation, not just between religion and state, but between your private and your public life. And any crossover can attract a fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, that well, makes when sense. When you say any crossover between private and public, yeah, life, can you what explain do you, what that? Do you mean? So, for that? example, if I was wearing a Christian cross, um, the skull cap for Judaism, or oh a, my a cross, uh, sorry, what do you call it? Um, a hijab, or anything that has any sort of religious ties, and I wear that in a public building, not necessarily anywhere else, or recently, new case, um, in like a pu- privately funded childcare center where children are more vulnerable, Ooh. then I can be fined if I refuse to remove it. No, I did hear they they got rid of the the hijab, didn't they? No. No, or the burqa? They banned the burqa. Yeah, they banned the I burqa. I think in public, but they banned hijab and any other religious thing in a public institution. Damn. But you can do whatever else on the street. Right. When you say public institution, do you mean a building that is of government, like a public building, or is it just your job? Uh, good question. So anything where children, I think I think it's under the age of seven where they're involved. That's considered public for the purposes of secularism. Yeah, but that could mean the street. Uh, it could, yeah. So that there's a fine line between it because in the street, technically, you could be living your private life. But if it was something like I don't know, a post office or a public school, 98% of people in France are educated in public schools. Private schools aren't really a thing like here. Um, you can't wear anything in them. The post office. But wouldn't you argue you're just living your life? You're going to the post office. Yeah. Send a letter. You just. It's just not done. That's f- so so. If anything, this is like a bit restricting, and and I mean they're not tolerant of religions, is that right? They've got a very very colourful history with religion. The idea of their extreme secularism is that the government doesn't support one religion over the other, because the France is considered. But that's how it should be. Well, well the government, or actually, no, yeah, government should not be connected. But it gets quite extreme there. Like there was an event where a lady who wasn't actually Muslim. And this she was all comes back down to where do morals come from? Like good, all these religions are based based their morals on scripture. It's true, and Australia is obviously very white Christian leaning when you when we when we exactly, talk about but this. But even though, but just so separate, you know, any any individual from any religion, it comes back down to. What do we really need fundamentally telling us what to do? Do we really need a book that's telling us how to live our life? Or should it really just be true human nature to know how to live a good life? Yeah, but that that is also very dependent on your upbringing. If your upbringing was behead people who don't follow your way, then you'd think that is the right way. So it comes down to the state's laws, I think, then. And 
that's also an area of subjectivity. Like, is your state's laws the best? Now, obviously, as you've said, Australia is very white Christian in terms of our laws, and and France is not. And by definition, France is trying to do the right thing there by not uh, favour one religion over another in terms of their their law. You got something, Macca? No, I just don't fuck with that law, right? What one? The the, the, yeah, the French, French one. one? Yeah, I see. I'm big that's on a bit, that's I, a bit much. Hey? Well, I think secularism is important for the for the tolerance of religions, I mean, not like not restricting them. If a Jewish kid can't wear his Jew cap at school, like that's a bit. It's cool, hat, isn't it? Yeah, Tanya. It it almost sounds like it's just the level below what's happening in China. Like in China, there's no religion. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's like what's the next level for for friends? Look, like being they're not anti-religion though, are they, Patrick? Well, they sort of do give still a little bit more priority to to be fair. Like religion is a joke, but like yes, for the sake of maintaining religion, I'll I'll take that comment on notice. No, um, I was just going to say, just back on your point, you know, you were saying about morals, where do they come from? I just wanted to bring up the example of the Truman Show. They have a really good quote that's, uh, "We accept the reality we're presented with." So, like, kid grows up with the beheading or cannibalism, like these people he was talking about before. They're just going to accept that, and they're not necessarily going to discern, like, "Hey, this is really wrong." It really does come down to what you're taught. Maybe not all of it, but I think most of it. So I agree with you. A lot of the stuff in that book can certainly be thrown out and it shouldn't be taken as gospel, if you pardon the pun, but I think you should take it some parts as a guide. Uh, now, see, again, that, that's that's favouring one over another. That's your opinion that the, that the Christian... The I'm not talking about Christianity necessarily. I'm just saying if you're using a book to raise your kid, then you should be using it more as a guide, certain parts of it. Which book are you talking about? Uh, Any religious yeah, you know, text. But let, let's, like, let's, you know, take it out of, like, Take aside the, okay, like, we're not primitive, all right? We all have, you know, we're, we're in civilization, okay? We're, this is today. This is Earth, yeah. all right? Earth 2020. It's pretty fucked up, but here we are. Yeah, we've all progressed. Right? Yeah. But, um, do we need a book still telling us? Yeah, I agree because I. this is just an opinion of mine I'm personally. Now, they say the church is good for moral guidance in society and for people. I disagree because every single fucking ethical issue, the church and religious institutions are behind on. They, even gay marriage still, like, the church is still behind on that. Like Now, I'm not saying it's progressive to be pro-abortion, but it definitely is for gay marriage. I think no, we've moved e- on from we, electroshock we therapy. We can even go further back and even to say that... Just the method in which every single, well, not not every single, but the majority of religions were spread. You know, the the hypocrisy within their own teachings as to what they actually do. They, you know, the Crusades for Christianity. You know, they we spread love and peace. You know, peace be with you. But you know, we're gonna take you out while if you don't want it. Um, in colonialism, they had this concept called the white man's burden, and that was to like liberate anyone that wasn't yet whitified or civilized or Christian. I'm just saying that the Patrick and Antonio podcast is going off today. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, that's just what I want to say. Um, but I think it's we both true, agree yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I agree. So it sounds like yeah, we're, we're leaning. It shouldn't be, but further. that is how the you know the world came to be somehow. Yeah. And it continues because there's an idea also of internalized colonialism where people even now in countries that haven't been under colonial rule for years, like centuries, they still have these ideals in their head of being more white, more Western, more Christian, whatever. Like in Philippines, in Mexico, mothers literally pray that their children will be born with lighter skin. Yeah, like and they, um, it's even like uh, they use it as a sign of wealth. They distinguish, you know... 
your skin color. If you're the darker your skin, you know that you're coming from a poorer area. The lighter yeah, your yeah. skin, the fairer your skin. You know, you come from a wealthier. Yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, that's they fucked didn't up. Have to. You know, is that in that. South America? That's, like, that's the Philippines. Same in South America as well. If yeah, you're yeah. darker, you're from on, you're from the the country. You know, you're you're a farmer, you're a peasant compared to the city people. Yeah, yeah you're right. Depended on what country was colonizing, particularly for Spanish and British colonies, that was the, the skin color thing was massive. Not so much for French one though. Interestingly, yeah, right. That's fascinating. Have you you got something to add, Dick? Looks like you're not in there. No? Okay. Oh, Mac is back. Yeah. Just the Patrick and Antonio podcast has been going <laughs> great today. Yeah, I had to go to the toilet. You're right. Uh, Antonio's got yeah, more. The the reason actually for... The reason actually for the the ra- racism having already spread to, you know, England and... Um, England and the United States and, you know, it's because you look back, you know, go back even to ancient Rome. That's where it began, really. Who was who was the first to go to Africa? Who was the first invader to go to Africa? Was it Alexander the Great? I think Alexander the Great. And yeah. The, yeah, Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great was also very well known for unifying the states and like being okay However, with their ever customs. When he died. Oh yeah, no, it went back to this like in Greek imperialists. Like Greek we're better, we're white. Yeah. You know, we still, they they compare Trump and Hitler a lot, and like they're like, oh, that was last election. We've proven he's not. There is literally a crowd of all white at his rally last week to which he, uh, quote, you guys have good genes. Like, if that's not, like, implying that if you're white, you're right kind of shit. It's called dog whistling. Go on. Oh, dog whistling is when you have, like, a thinly veiled, racially charged comment. So when he says, like, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. It's clearly racially charged. Or when he says about Joe Biden, if Joe Biden wins the election, then thugs will move into your neighborhood. He's saying that the neighborhoods by effect, are going to become more mixed black and white and the white people should be scared of that. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. And uh, as I've said before, Trump, like... I actually, sorry, interpreted when he said that as that would be the outcome of the election. So, like, as in the direct ramifications <laughs> of, you know, the... um, Not, not so much as in, like, you know, moving into neighbourhoods, yeah. but, like, actually, like... Well, no, no. That, then again, though, that would like, be his fault, though, because he. No, see, I'm not taking it away. It's not going to be his fault. I'm just saying. Just I thought he meant something else. I interpreted something else. Yeah. What? 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 The election would cause the looting and rioting. Yeah. It, it would be a d- because he's getting in. Do you mean? Do you mean Joe Biden is the thug moving into the White House administration? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm meaning like, like the looting and the shooting is is what he's saying. He's implying that if he he's gonna no. He, for one, if he refuses to give to up give power, office. he's going to be looting and shooting. And two, if he maintains power, the Democrats aren't going to like it, and there's going to be looting and shooting. Both okay. are a result of this him. This is another bit that I was actually really prepared for. Uh, oh, prepared for. Yeah, that, so we, we'll end this debate then. Well, not much of a debate. Good discussion. Thanks for coming on, Pat and Antonio. It's, um, you can follow uh, Let's Go on Instagram, at L-E-S-S-G-O. That's right. Follow on Instagram. You want some motivating material? Follow. Let's go. Antonio runs that. Um, but Maka, go on with your piece. No, no. This is about the Trump. Uh, oh no! Oh, it's a segue. Yeah. No. This is it. Uh, so this is. Uh, yeah. This is a few uh, scenarios of what could happen come election night, because at this point, 
there's a good 90% chance that Trump come election night is not going to give away the Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or claim the election's rigged or claim that, like, the well, he's already tried to deny the postal vote. Hang on, we can't hear. Um, he will not give up power. No. Okay. <laughs> so, pretty much there's been, there's something called the Transition Integrity integrity project that's uh, I think it's a non-profit they've been running scenarios right so essentially Democrats are much more likely to vote by mail than Republicans why is that because you know at the moment Republicans are mainly the anti-maskers people who don't believe in the virus and will go to polling centres so this is just for this election this isn't uh, like a a normal election no no Okay. And then Democrats are, you know, the ones kind of pushing, you know, we should have had lockdowns, things like that. Yeah. So most of the um, uh, Democrat votes is going to be by mail, which we've seen Trump attempt (coughs) to fucking fuck up the US postal system. Yeah. Which is basically denying the Democrats those votes. So on election night, more than likely, all the votes aren't going to be... Well, yeah, it's inevitable that all the votes aren't going to be counted. Because it's rigged on the Trump? Well, because a lot of Democratic votes will be coming in by mail. Yeah, right, right. So, only the days after the election will you actually start to see the, like, Blues starting to win if they even manage to do that. Yeah, right. How long does it take to count an election usually? Like a day or two? Most of them are called on the night, I think, in the States, which yeah, is but rare. Because this is the postal one, it'll take ages for exactly. them all to come in. Yeah. Right, so it could Except take weeks. Except for Republican votes who are happy to go out yeah, and, and turn up. At the it's like all the rallies you see, they're just fucking, they're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't add to that. <laughs> Fuck. Um, um, another thing, it's not totally related, but um, in the US they've got a massive problem with voter suppression so they've actually got laws that they'll put in place this is more related to that structural stuff where it just by effect keeps out those minorities that would be able to swing the power so voter ID requirements which I've got up on the screen here, is Wikipedia I admit um, but people like Native Americans are much less likely to be able to vote just by this structural barrier because you need to give an address and ID on the day and they don't accept some of the... Um, reservations? They don't accept reservations as proper addresses so they can't actually vote and participate in the system and that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that um, the US is not considered a full democracy like us. They're a flawed democracy. Fuck, that's interesting. Yeah. You go on, Rako. That was good, yeah. You got something else? No. I'm oh, good. Is it? Do you know much about the Jim Crow law? Uh, sort of. So Jim Crow was this caricature of like a black man. It sort of was like the black face. Um, and so they put in these laws, and it was to sort of maintain the balance between what they had with the um, original slavery and things like that onwards from that time. And they just called them Jim Crow because of that caricature of the black man. That's pretty fucking racist. Yeah. Let me check that, though, because that's what I researched with Jacqueline three weeks ago on YouTube, but I'll confirm. All right. No worries. Um, yeah, right. This is a good... Very interesting. I think I learned a lot. Still anti-China, not going to lie. What <laughs> What time are we at? Oh, about an hour and 15. No, not two hours. Oh, yeah, there's a 
really oh that's the um same picture that uh, we've got a picture of Jim Crow up here. That's the one that Childish Gambino was depicting in This Is America. Yeah. Right. Do you know much about that, Michael? Not, Not enough to comment. Yeah. No. All right. Well, I... Um, I've just been offered a sausage. We're going to wrap it up. Then we'll have a sausage. We'll wrap it up. Let's do it. Oh, Judy Garland. I've got a picture of her doing blackface here. That's pretty fucked. <laughs> She's oh, got yeah, white ass lips. Scared the hell out of Jacqueline when I showed it to her. Yeah, right. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up. This is a good debate. Um, yeah. Um, thanks for our guests. We've got Dick, Pat, and Antonio. Cheers. Um, Abra. 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 Bye. Bye. No. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>